becoming more difficult to deal with or am I just having a harder time dealing with them? What to do about the difficult people in your life? We'll talk about it right here, right now on Polly Campbell, Simply Said. Hello, 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 and welcome to Polly Campbell, Simply Said, the podcast where we talk about how to live well, do good, and be happy. And that means learning ways to deal with difficult people. And you know, I often talk about the things on the show that I'm thinking about or experiencing or needing to learn to deal with better. And this last couple of weeks, there's been a few difficult people coming into my life. Now, I'm not saying they're bad people, right? They, they have their own tendencies and they have their own styles and their own objectives and beliefs. And lately, the way they've communicated those to me has just really stuck up against me, stuck against my cry, I guess you could say. It's just not a good match for me. And I'm fairly certain they feel that I'm being difficult as well, because uh, we don't have the same objectives and the way we are communicating the things we want um, is becoming a little more antagonistic, I think, than I'd like it to be. I think I think a couple of the people in my life feel like we're in conflict. Um, and it's stressing me out. I don't like it. I, I, I think it's difficult when there's a lack of empathy or compassion in conversation. But nonetheless, we have to deal with difficult people in our lives, in our businesses, among our clients, sometimes in our own family. Think about your last Thanksgiving meal. There are moments of difficulty. And it doesn't mean that these aren't good people, that these aren't people we love. Sometimes we do. Sometimes they're complete strangers. But the bottom line is we need to find a way through without exacerbating the situation. And one of the reasons I'm thinking about this, because one of the situations we've had has really uh, affected my daughter. It was with a teacher at school. Um, and some challenges that we've been going through there in just trying to communicate with this teacher just to get information, right? And so um, while I'm frustrated behind the scenes, I also want to use this as a teachable moment with our daughter. When it comes to dealing with difficult people, there are strategies we can use to make it easier to get what we want or at least get out of the situation unscathed. And I think learning to navigate those challenges are uh, a big part of living well in this life. The reality is this, that sometimes people aren't difficult at all. They just can't give us or won't give us or won't provide what we think we want or what we think we deserve or what we think we need. Sometimes though, people are just rude. They haven't been socialized in a way of manners or politeness. They don't give a crap about other people or they're scared. Whatever it is, it causes them to... Uh, be hostile or um, insulting or difficult to talk to. And let's be honest, some people are just arrogant and rude. They can't hear another voice. They're disrespectful when they talk to you. Um, and I guess I'm at an age, I don't know if I was ever at the age where I let, would let that pass. I think I'd walk away and, and let it go and just choose not to work with them. But I'm just done with that. Please be respectful when you talk to me. And when I make a mistake, it's okay to call me on that too. I try very hard not to be disrespectful um, or unkind. So I expect the same courtesy. And so how can we deal with these difficult communications, these 
difficult interactions and the difficult people in our life. First of all, let's talk about what that looks like because I've been in situations where I had to like take a minute and evaluate, wait, was she just insulting me? Was she just putting me down? Was that a snipey comment? Here's a couple of ways you can feel. They, they insult you or they're sarcastic put downs that they say are just jokes. This has happened a lot in high school right now. I hear about this all the time. Well, she said this, but she was just kidding. No, I don't think that's a joke. I think when we use our humor to be mean or put down others, uh, that's not very funny. Um, I think that's uh, a difficult person. That's a lack of good behavior and kindness. And that's somebody I don't want to be around very much. Other ways to spot difficult people, and I've seen this in workplaces uh, where people are talking in a group and they're leaving others out of that conversation, right? Where they always have an answer for everything or they're always freaking out about everything. Maybe they have uh, a problem with emotional regulation. So everything is so dramatic or all about them or upsetting or things are bad or those are difficult people. Again, these aren't necessarily bad people, but these kind of interactions can make it hard to work with them, right? Some of these push my buttons. And so then I react in uh, a difficult way. And and I don't want to be that person. I don't want to do that thing. Um, you know, some are just really negative or gossipy or uh, bossy or picky or whatever. Here's how I know if I feel anxious when I know I'm going to see them or I feel like I want to avoid them or I feel upset after that usually tells me they're a difficult person in my orbit for whatever reason there's traits here uh, toxic or otherwise they make it difficult for me when we come into contact with each other. You know the situation we were in a couple weeks ago was um this professional was telling me one thing and telling my daughter another thing, both through emails and in uh, personal conversations. So it was really hard to know what was up. It was very unsettling. And that was a difficult behavior. Say one thing to me and one thing to somebody else. Uh, that's not something I can trust or feel comfortable around. And at, at the same time, if somebody is constantly being jealous or angry or uptight about what else I'm doing in my life, who I'm talking to, what's going on. That's a difficult person to come in contact with regularly. Now, do we all have some of these things? Probably. I mean, there have been plenty of times when I haven't gotten it right, when I make mistakes or when my communication isn't ideal. Um, so the reason why I bring up what some of these so-called difficult traits look like is so that we can be aware also of what we're bringing to the mix. It always takes two. And when I'm having a series of difficult conversations, I have to come back and realize that I'm the common denominator, right? Sometimes I'm bringing a negative energy or a frustration or a stress into those conversations or interactions that that make me the difficult one. So by understanding what it is we don't like in a conversation or an interaction, by understanding the things that are difficult in others for us to deal with, that's a good way also to become aware of what we're bringing to the situation. 
start there, right? On this show, we talk a lot about awareness because we have to have our starting point. We have to know where we are on the line. So take a minute, go through uh, this inventory. Think about the things you find in the people that are difficult for you to deal with. Uh, Don't make it personal. Don't go to the individual. But are they arrogant? Are they always bragging? Are they picky or negative? Are they... uh, Uh, freaking out emotionally, always upset or always angry or always over the top the other way. Those characteristics might make it difficult for you to deal with. And then evaluate uh, why. What are some of the things that you also have in those interactions? All right. We're going to take a quick break right here on Polly Campbell Simply Said on the Best Business Network of Electrocast. And when we come back, We're going to talk about how to manage these difficult interactions so that we don't become part of the problem. Right here on Polly Campbell Simply Said on the best business network of Electrocast. We'll be right back. And we are back. This is Paula. You're listening to Simply Said, the podcast where we talk about how to live well, do good, and be happy on the best business network of Electrocast. And really, part of managing our lives and creating the lives we want to live is is dealing with the ups and downs, regulating the things that come into our life. And in our life, <laughs> there are going to be plenty of difficult people. You can probably think about a few of them now. I mean, some of them are, are people that I love and care a great deal about. Others are complete strangers. But whenever two human beings come up into contact with each other, when we bounce off each other, there's going to be a little quirks and idiosyncrasies and rude behaviors, things we don't like, right? So in the first segment, we talked about what some of those are. People who make jokes at your expense all the time, who shut you out of important conversations, who talk over your head, right? I've been in groups where uh, they either didn't interact with me or they literally looked over my head to see who was coming into the room or people that, that, you know, are quick to anger or jealousy or hostility or tears, or you never know where you stand with them because they're fluctuating through emotions all the time. And then there's people who are just downright mean, the mean girls, they're gossiping or bossy or picky, condescending. Uh, They doubt and second guess everything you do, tell you you're wrong all the time, make you feel less than, right? Those can be difficult people. There are people who are just plain arrogant and rude and unkind. They bring little compassion and they come into every interaction thinking about what they want to get out of it instead of the cooperation and the collaboration and what we can do for each other and how we can connect to each other. Those are some of the hallmarks of difficult people. And we all know them. Like I'm sure you're forming uh, visuals in your head of, of the guy down the street who's been difficult to deal with. But the reality is we can be that difficult person too, right? Sometimes it's just a matter of how we match up against each other. And so by understanding the qualities we don't like reflected in another, we can improve our own qualities. Um, the bottom line is though, like I was in the situation last week, sometimes it's just not workable. 
Sometimes the people are so difficult and the stakes are so low. If I don't know you, I'm not going to invest in a lot of communication that stresses me out. I'm just not. I don't want that kind of negative energy in my life. So what happens when we come up in contact and have to do business with a difficult person or interact with them at a party or some kind of gathering? It, we're not going to invest in the friendship, but we have to get along. How can we manage it? The first thing, and I told my daughter this, she thinks it's hogwash. And honestly, it's the simplest thing to do, and it truly works for me. Take a breath, take a pause, take a deep breath, and let your physiology kick in for you. Often when we're feeling the pressure of a difficult interaction, we get scared or stressed. That puts us in fight or flight mode, and our body then takes over. Our emotion regulation takes over and makes us want to run. It makes us want to fight. It makes us whatever, right? So Take a couple of deep breaths, take a pause as they're talking. If they're truly difficult, they're probably going to be going off on on something anyhow. So take a few seconds just to catch your breath and pause and evaluate and study what you just landed in, right? Who just walked in and what's going on here? In fact, when I catch my breath, usually the very next thing that happens for me is curiosity. Like I am amazed when people are so socially unaware that they walk into a group or deal one-on-one in a meeting in some of the ways they do that with the tone of voice and the gestures and the statements and, and the arrogance. It is surprising to me and it's fascinating to me. So when I can offset my fight or flight status, my anger uh, feelings or my stress feelings. If, if I'm dealing with a person who's in some position of authority and it's not going well, that can make me really nervous, right? So take that pause, take that breath, and then get curious about who you're dealing with. Like, what kind of lunatic are these folks? What's going on here? Who do they think they are? And really study them like you would a character in a book. Or if you were on a jury in a trial, you know, study the defendant. Figure out what makes them tick. And the minute we switch to curiosity, it offsets some of those difficult feelings and emotions and and this desire to, you know, overtalk them or stick up for ourselves or act smarter than them. Or, you know, that's my go-to. If if I'm feeling really insecure or really put down by somebody, I start acting like the smartest person in the room. And that's gross. That's that's not what I am. And that's not who I want to be. That's my default mechanism when I'm feeling threatened, right? So when you understand those, then you can offset them. And curiosity is a great way to start. The very next thing is that see if you can pinpoint what is going on. Are you feeling angry? Are you feeling hostile? Are you feeling threatened? Are you feeling insecure? When we label the emotions, when we can discover what's going on in our bodies, and that can happen in just seconds, then we can understand a little better and we can kind of distance ourselves from what's going on in the moment. That helps diffuse that difficult feeling. And then our brain kicks in, right? And we can start dealing with it. One of the big things I tell my daughter is um, it can be very hard to confront a difficult person, but we have to teach people how to treat us. So the way to do that, I think, and I'm telling you what, this has been really awkward for me at times, and yet I've still done it. And as I've gotten older, 
I've gotten better at it. And maybe it's just because I don't give a rip in the same way I did. Uh, maybe I'm more confident in that way. Maybe I just don't, I don't know. But we teach people how to treat us. And that goes for how the way we talk to each other in our families. That goes for the way we talk to people in our workplaces and our offices. And it's okay to put those boundaries in by stating what we need in a clear but kind way. And I tell my daughter this all the time. We don't have to stoop to the level of conflict or insult or difficulty that the other person is bringing into the conversation. But we can state what we need. If somebody's being mean to you, you can say, excuse me, it makes me uncomfortable when you talk to me that way. Or it hurts my feelings when you act like that. Or... I would like to have this for dinner. Now, that other individual can decide what they're going to do, and you will choose to respond rather than react emotionally. But it's okay to say what you need in a clear but kind way. The minute we breach that and start acting rude or insulting or whatever, then we become part of the problem, right? We add to the difficulty, and it becomes more of a hostile, conflictual situation than one where we are just there to get the job done. We are there to get an outcome, even if the outcome we want is just to get away from them. We need to manage that situation and get out of there, right? So we teach people how to treat us. If they are, if the difficult person is used to going through their life and getting what they want when they act rude or demeaning to others, and nobody ever calls them on that, they're not going to have the awareness that we have that what they're, the way they're acting doesn't work for us. And it may work for other people, but if it doesn't work for you, you can say, hey, please don't talk to me like that. Or I'm not going to continue this discussion if you act angry like that. Or I don't like it when you gossip right? Or whatever it is for you. That's why we take the assessment in the beginning before we get into those situations to know what turns us off, what isn't working, what makes it feel difficult for us. And then we teach people how to treat us. As I said before, this was harder to do earlier on in my life. I wanted to get along. And what I found is I would still walk away feeling angry or resentful or stressed out or uh, like I was walking on eggshells. This is a better way to get along. When I explain what I need, when I'm kind to the other person I'm dealing with, even when they're unkind with me, when I'm clear about what my needs and responsibilities are, it seems to always go better. And I have been in one situation that I can think of uh, off the bat that that the person was completely completely shocked, number one, that I said anything, and number two, that he was acting unkindly. And when I called him on it in clear, kind way, and uh, it, it was a little awkward because I was basically calling him out for some bad behavior, but he completely responded. Uh, we were able to work through it. It was a business situation. We were able to finish collaborating on the project and be done. Now, will I work with him again? No way. Right, That's really the thing. When we identify what makes this uh, person difficult in our world, then avoid them when you can. Right, That's the thing. But often, especially at work, when I'm dealing with other folks, you know, I, I can't avoid them. And it doesn't mean there is a value to some of those conversations or collaborations. I mean, again, it, it's, this isn't shaming people or saying I'm better than others or they're better than me or any of that. It's just that some 
characteristics are more difficult to deal with in the business world or in the home world or whatever it is. And I don't want that kind of stress in my life. So when it's possible to avoid them, I stay away. I won't socialize with those people. But often we have to come in contact with each other. And by identifying the things that trigger you, labeling the emotions that are coming up, taking that deep breath and getting curious about what's going on because I am incredulous about how some people act, right? It becomes a fascinating exploration of, of the human condition, I guess, how we're all so different and yet connected and alike in so many ways. So avoid when possible. Otherwise, be clear but kind and teach people how to treat you. You may have to do this more than once if it's a coworker who doesn't get a clue. But in time, they will know that when you become angry or hostile or jealous, when you're demeaning in a conversation, you're not going to stay around to deal with that. And over time, they will have to evaluate whether they want to be in relationship with you or whether they need to work with you. And, um, and that can change everything. It's about standing in our own power without belittling another, right? Without demeaning others. We do not want to become the difficult person in the group. And so much of what we do is about connecting in this world. When we can do that in a healthy way, even if it's difficult, we can connect in a healthy way. Then that really builds our resilience and our connections and our confidence. So another way of getting to this, I think, is to find the common bond. I was talking to somebody the other day, and we have nothing in common politically. Um, and I was, I was getting, it, it was becoming a really kind of uncomfortable conversation. It wasn't hostile, but there was an undertone to everything that was being said. And I was picking up on that too and rising to that challenge. Like, like I was just surprised and disappointed and it was making me a little angry. And then I remembered in my pause, right, take a deep breath, that, hey, this person cares about their kids as much as I care about mine. And this person, you know, works hard like I work hard. And we could find our way back to the common bond. Now, this is not a person in my social world. This was in a, in a business world. And in that way, I can work with them. They have a lot to add uh, to the community. They're smart. And though we disagree, and I find it difficult to work through and around some of their beliefs, I know their intentions are good. They do care about the world. We just see different ways of doing it about how to go about that, how to be the change. So it is possible to work together to make a difficult situation easier to bear when we find the commonalities that we share. Sometimes you have to look hard, but it is worth doing if these are people we cannot avoid. And it's worth doing because it broadens the way I see the world too. Do I disagree with this person? Absolutely. And um, at this point, he hasn't changed my mind at all. But I recognize and respect his humanity because I understand that he wants what I want. We just have a different way of going about it. Finding that common bond was essential to going forward together. And of course, 
he doesn't know I was working on this end, right? I just slowed my role so I didn't become the default one in the interaction. And again, this goes to empathy. Be empathetic. Everybody's coming from someplace. We all have crappy days. We all have big stresses in our life. We all have things we're worried about. And uh, we don't know what goes on behind closed doors. So this isn't about continuing to go into these difficult interactions. It's not about continuing to make it work with difficult people. I don't want people that are that hard to work with in my life. But inevitably, we run up against each other. When we do, I want to have a chance to elevate that interaction rather than become more stressed out and more upset and become a difficult person myself. I want to get out of those interactions with difficult people unscathed, right? And the other things I was doing was leaving me more upset when I'd walk away. So now using these things is helping me to be able to manage the situations I land in, not become part of the problem, and walk away feeling less stressed and like I accomplished what I needed to get done, that I was kind and clear, I said what I needed to do, and I protected myself and hopefully uh, treated them with kindness and compassion. I think it's worth doing because it feels better in the end. So think about it. How do you deal with difficult people? Because there are plenty of rude people in the world. Um, and that is a difficulty for me, but I don't want to be one of them. So I'm curious, how do people navigate this stuff? Do you care? Do you not care? Are you just water off a duck's back, chill about it. My husband is much more chill about these things than I am. But I really am caught off guard by difficult people from time to time or difficult interactions I've had. Um, and I had to learn how to manage it better because when it's unavoidable, then I want to take something positive into those interactions. You can find me at polycampbell.substack.com and leave me a comment. Let me know how you handle difficult people and difficult interactions. What is your strategy? Uh, I think it's worth giving some time to because it certainly has made my business, my interactions, my collaborations easier uh, for me and I hope for the other person as well. And that will help us all live well, do good and be happy. Hi, I'm Lessa Cadet, host of her Extraordinary Life by Design podcast, where we celebrate women who are shaping their lives one extraordinary day at a time. I speak with women from all over the world about what they do and how they are passionately pursuing their dreams and creating meaningful impacts on their communities. So come join us and learn about all there is to learn about these extraordinary women. Welcome to Ringside with Ray and Prince. My name is Ray Leonard Jr. Oh, that's my name is Prince Daniels Jr. Daniels again with a big hole. On this show, we come to humanize athletes, entertainers, business executives. We're going to see what makes them tick. Tuesdays, 10 a.m. Pacific time on Spotify, Apple, Amazon, and wherever you get your podcast. We'll see you there. Peace and power. Electric acid. Trick ass.